that is given to us to cleanse us to comfort us in the name of the Lord Jesus Shakura <laughs> Father, we thank you. We bless your name, Lord. There is none like you. There is none that can be compared unto thee. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your word. That comforts us. That cleanses us. And purifies our thoughts. Thank you for the Holy Ghost that you've given unto us to energize us, to strengthen us, to teach us. Thank you for your will that is being fulfilled in the body of Christ and being fulfilled in the church. Even your church, Lord, we love you. Thank you for your life. That you've given unto us as a gift. Oh, we love you. Shada bala kasataha. Maletoko suntos kopolo bongo sister legadish. Mazu talahaya. Mandolo bolongo shuntos kabala gadash. Shout glory. Turn to somebody and welcome the person. So you are welcome to our midweek service. We are teaching about renewing. I just want to, I just want to throw a, a message in the system. Amen. Just one message in the system. I don't want to do a series now. <laughs> we have a lot to talk about, but I just want to talk about renewing the new man in knowledge. Amen. Renewing the new man knowledge. Colossians chapter 3.
Turn to somebody say, renewing the new man in knowledge. Say it again, say, renewing the new man in knowledge. Is it not powerful? So it says, If ye then be risen with Christ, Amen. If ye then be risen with Christ. Seek those things that are above. Does it say that? If you then be risen with Christ. Seek those things which are above. For you are dead. And your life, if you then be risen with Christ. <laughs> are we here? Yes, Seek those things which are above. If we then, or if you then, be risen with Christ. How many of us are risen with Christ? Yes. So, I- even though we are seated here, or we are here in church, in the mind of the Spirit, we are risen with Christ. We are where He's seated. Is that not strange and powerful? Today I was just thinking about how loving God is to the point where in his decision to send Jesus into the world, he doesn't That Jesus is and Jesus has. So the Christian is a sharer. And not a 50-50, what do you call it, share. It's a 100% share. It's 100% profit. Is that not powerful? Sharers in everything that Jesus is. And the most amazing thing about this all, which I think it, 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 it stirs me so much, I'm looking forward to the body of Christ rising up to really prove the word of God. Did you catch what I just said? Because it's amazing that it's not only that Jesus is sharing everything with us, 100%, but Jesus himself is a replica of God. Do you, do you get what I'm saying? 
So it means that the father, whatever belongs to the father, whatever he is, and whatever he, he has, he deciding to give it all to Jesus just for my sake. See, not for his sake, not for Jesus' sake, but for our sake. That is too much. The, the love is so deep. His love is so deep that we, we ought to let the whole world know who we are now. So deep. Just thinking about it just gets me to want to do more for the Lord. Is that not true? That he looks at all that he has and says, I'm giving it to so and so. With the thought that as this person is coming, he's coming for my sake. So that I will be raised and made just like Jesus. And to be a, a partaker, to be able to participate in whatsoever God himself is and God himself has. I think that the church of Jesus is yet to come to that understanding. The Christians are yet to come to that realization. We, we preach it now. See, but it has not gone into the church. It has not gone into the body of Christ. Have you know that? It has not gotten into the body of Christ. It is not something we've laid hold on. In our spirit and in our minds. Just to think that what God is and what God has has been entrusted with Jesus. Jesus is who God is. And Jesus is what God has. And just for Jesus to also make us as himself, as he is, such that we are also what Jesus has, and we are also what Jesus is on this earth. Just, just look at the family tree. Is that not strange? It's so strange that sometimes you think about it and you're like, if Christians grasp this truth, and we walk the truth. A lot of things are going to happen. It's going to, it's going to happen in this world. I think an amen to that. Amen. And so it says, If you then be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ seated on the right hand of God. Uh-huh. Set your affection on things above, not on things on the earth. Mm-hmm. For you are dead, and your life is hid with Christ in God. When Christ, who is our life, shall appear, then shall ye also appear with him in glory. Is that not powerful? Mortify therefore your members. That's the first scripture. It's so powerful, but I'm not teaching that today. Mortify, therefore, your members which are upon the earth. Fornication, uncleanness, inordinate affection, evil concupiscence, and covetousness, which is idolatry. Uh -huh. For which things seek the wrath of God cometh on the children of disobedience. Mm -hmm. In the which ye also walked sometime 
when he lived in them. Mm-hmm. But now, you also put off all this anger, wrath, malice, blasphemy, filthy communication out of your mouth. Mm-hmm. Lie not one to another, seeing that you have put off the old man with his deeds. Uh-huh. And have put on the new man, which is renewed in knowledge after the image of him that created him. Shout glory. Can we all read verse 10 again? One, two, go. And have put on the new man. So we have put on the new man. Say, I have put on the new man. That means that the Christian is wearing the nature and the life of God. The Christian is the nature and the life of God. That means that the Christian is the new man. Who is the new man? Who just answered this one? Let me see. Are we talking about the new man in Christ? Say, I am a new man in Christ. Say, say, I'm a new man in Christ. I'm not a renewed man. Is that true? I'm not an upgraded man. Because many Christians, when they talk about the new man or the Christian or being born again, all they think about is that we are, we've been upgraded. You know, we have come to a particular, uh, what do you call it? Or we used to do bad things, now we are, we are doing good things. So we are born again. But when you are born again, you are the new man. So you are the new man. What does it mean when he says the new man? He's talking about the human spirit. The newly created human spirit. The newly born again human person. Right? The newly born again human person. So when you are born again, you are a newly created human person. When you are born again, you are a newly created human person. Your spirit man is created anew. Your spirit man is created anew or is created newly. See, you have a new spirit man. This, a new spirit will I put within you. That when it says a new spirit man, sometimes it's difficult to explain it the way we want to. See, it's difficult to explain it the way we want to. It looks like, does it mean that he, he's taking the human spirit and throwing it off and brought a new human spirit? You see, but he, he defines that with regards to nature and life. He, he defines the new man with regards to personality. See, the, 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 the kind of trait, the kind of disposition of the, of the new man, of the new human spirit. The kind of disposition. The kind of species. So it says, if any man is in Christ, he is a new creature. Or a newly created person. If any man is in Christ. 
is a newly created person entirely. So when a person gets born again, it's a newly created person. I think this is the truth that is yet to enter into the body of Christ very well. It looks like these are foundational truths. But because to some extent we have missed the understanding of these foundational truths, we treat Christianity anyhow. See, we treat Christianity anyhow. We treat our life in Christ, our privileges in Christ, our rights in Christ, anyhow. You know. But it says, if any man is in Christ, that man is a new creature. Think about it. Not that he is changed. As in he has, he's a changed person. I'm a changed person. That, that, that changed person is still, if you want to use that to define the Christian, it's still, it's still, it's still small, it's still limited. It's some kind of myopic, you see, understanding. I'm a changed person. Is that not strange? The changes is as a result of your creation. See, the changes you are talking about so as a result of, so, you see, it says, put off. You have put off the old man. With these deeds, you have put off the old man. You are a new man. You have put on the new man. Now, he's, he's making us, he's giving us that kind of impression, which looks like the new man that is wearing something, to put on. See? To put on. Just you have put on the new man. Is that not powerful? So, the Christian is a newly created person. The Christian is a newly created person. And he's created with some traits. So he's, straight, he's created in a particular way. That's the human spirit. And you know, the human spirit defines the human body. See, <laughs> the human body is defined by what, what the human body is carrying. <laughs> Shout glory. Is that not strange and powerful? Is that not strange and powerful? The 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 what? The the human body is defined by what he is he is carrying. See, the human body is defined by what he is carrying. What is he carrying? When he's carrying a new man, then the human body is a new man. Is that not true? Yes, uh, a new man. We call that human body a heavenly body, a heavenly temple. But he says that, and I've put on the new man. It's so important. Whenever I see the new man, see, and that's why I used to talk about the writings of Paul. So until you've studied enough of the epistles, and you've said enough of the epistles, you will, you will treat the Christian with some kind of simple understanding. So you can't treat the Christian with a simple understanding. Is that not true? The Christian is a complex person. The Christian is very complex. If you want to understand the Christian, he's very complex. Do you catch what I said? He's yeah. a very complex person. You, you, you can't just treat him anyhow. You can't treat us anyhow.
I, I can tell myself where I'm going, but you can't tell me where I'm going. Because I'm moving like the wind. Why do I say the, the wind blows where it listed? Because the person who is born again is born of the Spirit. His life is of the Spirit. And whatsoever is of the Spirit is not something you can naturally explain. See, you are of the Spirit. Look at when he says that children, children not born of flesh, nor born of the will of man. Decide to think about it. We are born against this. We are not born see, of the flesh or of the will of man. Is that not strange? Children are not born of flesh. You know, sometimes I stand because I'm just trying to think, think through whether you. See, children are not born of flesh. Is that not a big thing to tell us? To tell Christians that you are not born of flesh. You are not born of the will of man. Nor of blood. So I'm not born of blood. So the mind of God, when he looks at you, it's not your blood that is sustaining you then. See, this, these are not things we have conjured. These are not truths that we have, we have, it's like some people are misinterpreting something. No. These are things that we have seen. Some others see that and ignore it. Because sometimes it's too big for the mind. So if you want to use the mind to understand the scriptures, that's mental ascent or mental knowledge, then you skip such a thing. Do you, do you get what I'm saying? But you want to use your spirit to grasp or to lay hold on such truth. Then you begin to now meditate and contemplate on such a scripture. And it says that I am not born of flesh. Says, I'm not born of, of, of blood. I'm not born of the will of man. But I'm born of God. Is that not, is that not powerful? <laughs> just thinking about it. Should this be a discussion? We just think through some of these scriptures. And that is God speaking to us about us. That's God speaking to the Christian about the Christian. It means that He's not looking at us living by blood. I'm saying that this is Amkojo Zoso's son or daughter. In our family, we have diabetes. It's in the blood. I have um, MSS. You see, it's in our blood. He's giving us a, a, a kind of understanding that is beyond the human mind. <laughs> Who heard what I said? Ephesians, in, in Ephesians, Paul says, and be renewed in the spirit of your mind. What a creature in this world. The Christian. What a creature. What a creature. What a creature. So we have creatures in this world who are not of blood. Who are not of flesh. It means that they are not of flesh and blood. That's what he's saying. But they are of God. John writes, for we are, 
We are of God, little children. Just we are of God. He's telling us that we, we come from God. Where are you from? I'm from God. I'm of God. That's what he said. Did I write it? No. You see such things and you look at it and look at it and look at it yearly. <laughs> Shout glory to that. He says, and I've put on the new man. Go back and listen to the message on the concept of the new birth. I actually wanted to teach something else today, but I stopped for a reason. The concept of the new birth. The Christian. Sometimes when I teach it like this and I say, go back and learn, I think you should write the title down and then go and look for it. Because it's about one to four. The concept of the new birth. Who is the Christian? See, we, we must not function like Christ before we define ourselves. See, we must first define ourselves to function like Christ. Is that not true? The product is first before the meaning. What the product means. I like what uh, uh, John G. Lake said about being. Uh, Pastor Bert mentioned that in, 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 in the other camp. Being, B-I-N-G, is first before doing. See, being proceeds doing. Being. Who am I? Is that not true? I'm a newly created person. I'm born again. I'm a, I'm a newly born person. We, we, we have trained Christians to think that when they are born again, they are not newly born. They have just joined the church. They have just changed. You see, if they don't understand who they are, how would they leave it? How would they leave it? So they'll be living contrary to who they are. Did you hear what I said? Because we are not regulated by laws. No. We are regulated by our new nature and life in Christ Jesus. I know the New Testament talks about a new commandment or a new law. But you see, if he had just made that a law, or he had told us that he had given us a law, which is the law of love or the new commandment, nobody would still would have been able to leave that law. Do you get what I'm talking about? Because no one could live under the law of Moses and live right. They couldn't. So if it was just a commandment of love, love your neighbor as yourself, men would still have, it would have been difficult for men to live and love them, their neighbors as themselves. But God in his infinite wisdom decides not just to make it a commandment, to also make it a part of the human spirit of the Christian. So that love is not just a law, it's also a character. 
see, that is, that is, that is a character that is formed in the human spirit. A character that is deposited in the human spirit through the Holy Ghost. Doesn't make life something we are looking for life. We are panting for life or we are looking for life or, no. He makes life a part of the Christian, of the human spirit. Who is getting what I'm talking about? It says we are partakers of his divine nature. If we are just partakers of his, of his nature, would he, be, would he even make us partaker of his own personality, his very image? Oh, come on, shout glory. When you wake up with this understanding, you just lift up your hands and say, Father, we thank you. You are not thanking him because you have had millions of cities in your account. You are just thanking him for what he has made you. Is that not strange and powerful? This and I have put on the new man. It is which is renewed in knowledge. So number one, I have put on the new man. Can I say number one? I am a new man in Christ. So I have put on the new man. It means the same. Is that not powerful? And I have put on the new man. Which is renewed in knowledge. The new man is renewed in knowledge. The new man is renewed in knowledge. Knowledge after the image of him that created him. So, I've put on the new man too. The new man too is renewed in knowledge. And it says that knowledge is after the image of him that created him. To let us know that this new man is created in the image of someone. Did you catch that? After the image of him that created him. So the image of the one that created a new man. Who created a new man? Who created a new man? <laughs> I said, who created a new man? Is that not powerful? Who created a new man? So say, he says that he renewed the knowledge after the image of him that created him. Christ Jesus created the new man. That was the, how should I even put it? The most important work that God wanted to do. The most important work. To create a new man. So Christ Jesus created a new man. That was what God had intended. The new man is that person that God had intended to create by his foreknowledge. He had that all this world to create a particular type of person. So Jesus, in all that Jesus did, Ended up creating a new man. When did he do that? In his resurrection. Did you hear what I said? He created that new man in his resurrection. Is that not powerful? So he says that he's created after the image of him that created him. So the new man is after someone's image. 
The new man is after someone's image. It's after Christ's image. Christ, say Christ's image. So, the Christian is the image of Christ. Do, do you understand what I'm saying? The Christian is the image of Christ. The new man is the image of Christ. The new man is the image of Christ. <laughs> the Christian is the image of Christ. I am the image of Christ. Why does he talk about image? He's talking with regards to personalities. He's talking with regards to personalities. Or personality. The image. To be in the image of. Doesn't mean to be in the shadows of. There were men who were in the shadows of the Almighty. Do you get what I'm talking about? There were men like that. They were in the shadows of God. We are not in the shadows of God. We are in the image of Christ. (laughs) Is that not powerful? The psalmist says that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High. Shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. So I will see of the Lord. This is my refuge and my father. There are people who are still looking for the secret place and all that. Is that not true? How to be in the secret place. How to stay in the secret place. How to stay in all kinds of things. So it's the secret place. The place of prayer and the place of all this. It, has become, it looks like it has become a topic of discussion. The secret place. The secret place. You don't dwell in the secret place of the Most High. Is that not strange? That dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High. Where is that secret place? <laughs> I said, where is that secret place they are talking about? The secret place of the Most High, where is it? Where is it? That dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. You pray well. You pray well. Just count it all joy. (laughs) How can you count it all joy? How can you count it all joy? Just joy yourself. You can't just play song and be dancing. Have you tried some before? Oh, try it, try it. You just you just play some music. You don't, may not even have music. You'll be singing and dancing in your room. Be dancing. Melodies. You just be dancing. That's joy. This is joy unspeakable. That's inexplicable inexplic- joy. Joy that you can't explain. 
Joy in the Holy Ghost. Is that not strange and powerful? But we are not under the shadow of the Almighty. We are, we are the image of Christ. There is a reason why it says we are the image of Christ. You see, we are, we are His image. That's so powerful. We are the image of Christ. You see, who is, who is created in the image? You see, we knew that the image of Him that created Him. So we are created in the image of Christ. So I'm like Christ. I'm like Christ. When it talks about image, it's talking about the exactness. The exactness. When I say that Bawalash is the image of me, it means that, it's the, it means that I can go and sleep. Did you get what I said? I can, I, can, I can go into a forest somewhere and never show up. As long as Bawalash is here, on this earth, wherever he's standing and whatever he's doing, he is doing it as me doing it. Or like me doing it. Think about it. That is the exactness. No wonder he couldn't leave us without his name. Because we are already in the image of him. No wonder he couldn't leave us without his name. We are, we are not just people putting the name of Jesus to work. So that's on a level, that's on a, on, a, on, a, on, a, on a surface level. Did you hear what I said? You're yes, not just people putting his name to work. Yes, we are putting the name of Jesus to work. But we are people who are, who are also bestowed with that name. One day I have to teach the name of Jesus. We are living in the name. We are living in this because, because, because we can't live in any other name. Do you get what I'm talking about? If you can't leave, what name can we leave? Because we are created in his image. So who he is, is who we are. So the name he has, is the name we bear. What, what a glory. <laughs> oh, this world is about to witness something that they've never witnessed before. No wonder they say the men that have turned the world upside down. They have also come here. We are, are we not here? We are preparing the stage. We are preparing the church. Because if it says we are, we are the image of Christ, it means that, in fact, Christ took, in the mind of Christ, he doesn't have to come here. Do you know what I'm talking about? Because we are here. Must the president of U.S. come to Ghana while the ambassador is here? He says it's negotiations. Every negotiation, don't worry, I'll come by a jet. With all free jet, free what fuel, free anything, he won't come. Because he doesn't need to. In his mind, he has a representative. But we are not just representatives. We are his image. So we are here. Do you get what I'm talking about? So what God is expecting of us, and that is why we, we are taking our time to teach, and to teach, and to teach every time. What God is expecting is like when people are looking for what Jesus can do, you show I'm here. You understand? When they are looking for things from Jesus. You say, that's why I'm here. You are looking for things from them here. That is God's mentality concerning the church. Oh, oh. 
concerning us. If you are in my image, I don't have to think about how the church will be run. And think about who will preach. How will they preach? You are my exactness. So if two of us are even here, there is conflict. Or conflict of interest in a way. So I have to now go and leave you here. That is the understanding Jesus left with. So Paul's, and you see, these things are not things that the church knew. Not even Peter knew. Peter worked with Jesus, but he did not know this. Until Paul came on scene. Did you hear what I said? So in Paul's writings, you see him saying that I've I've shared some of these things four times. And I've shared some of these things in a few words. Then in in one of his writings, in in Ephesians chapter 3, I think, then he says that to, to, to make all men see, not some men, that is our calling. Say, that's my calling, that's my calling. It says to make all men see. What are they seeing? It says to make all men see. It is said to make WCM members see. Oh, we are called to all. I'm called to all men. It says to make all men see. Why? Because all men, men are born again, but they have not seen what he's talking about. It says to make all men see. Fortizo. To make all men light. Or to enlighten all men. Or to make all men come to a knowledge. Or come to realize. What are they realizing? Says, what is the fellowship of this mystery? Oh. Is that not strange and powerful? Sometimes when you understand some of these things, you just put the microphone down and go and just sit and be meditating. This, this, is, this is worthy of meditation. <laughs> Come on, shout glory. Some of you will do great things for Jesus Christ. Some of you. I say that the WCN will be a, a very unique church. Not with people who are just receiving. At this level, you say receiving. But people who are going out there to do. We will change the, the, the kind of testimonies in the body of Christ. We are, we are switching it from where we talk about what God has done to what I want to do somewhere. Do you understand? God has done something for me or I have been struggling. That's the basic level. We are still the body of Christ. Is that not true? We, are, we have gone ahead of the, that basic level. We are preparing the ground. <laughs> do you understand what I'm saying? So that you are testifying of what you have done. I won three souls yesterday. I laid hands on that person. He was, he was, Papa, I'm, the person is on the way coming. You come and test. I laid hands. Did you get what I'm talking about? I commanded that thing. It happened. I just said, come. I'm, ah. Are you following what I'm talking about? I'm giving the picture when I'm talking about. You are in the image. So you are, you are driven to do something. We are, some of us are doing driven. <laughs> we are what? Mm, we, are not, we are not just... Uh, and we, are, we, are, we look at the church with that kind of eye. To make all men see. All men see. I thought you shouted glory to that. Glory. So the Christian is in the image of Christ. 
Christ is the image of God. The Christian is the image of Christ. As long as the Christian is on this earth, Jesus Christ must not step here to do anything. That's, that's the mentality with Jesus left. Look at what he said, Colossians chapter 1 says, If ye then be risen with Christ. Now, most old churches will say that if Christ is risen then, see, the mentality is Christ is risen. But in his writing, Paul's writing, says, if you, 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 who is he talking to? If we then, just say, in his mind, we already know we, be, we are risen with Christ. So he says, if you then be risen. He's not now telling us that you are risen with Christ. He said that in Ephesians chapter 2. Is that not true? From verse 1. So now he's not now telling us that uh, you are risen with Christ. He says, if ye then be risen with Christ, then seek those things which are above. And that doesn't mean that he's saying that don't do anything. Just seek those things. Which are above. Because there are things that are above. He's talking about heavenly things. Those heavenly things are with us. In us. Those heavenly things. He's talking about the heavenly life. He's talking about the heavenly way of living. There is a heavenly way of living. See, there is a heavenly life. The way. But there is a heavenly way of living. There is a heavenly way of doing things. Oh, no wonder I'm unable to come back and preach some of the messages I preached many years ago. Righteousness and others. I just sit down and say, no, I'm not teaching this thing now. Because there's a heavenly way of living. And God wanted to not just demonstrate his life, but to also demonstrate the heavenly way of living. So when Jesus came, Jesus was demonstrating the heavenly way of living. Do you, do you get what I'm talking about? He was demonstrating it. Since you are you are you are from beneath. Look at how Jesus, oh, come on, shout glory. Look at how Jesus was talking. Look at those men. Since you are from beneath, think that you are from below. You are here, you are earth here. You are natural. He says, I am from above. And he says, if I tell you earthly things and you do not understand, if I begin to tell you heavenly things, what will you do? That was Jesus speaking. So when he says, seek those things which are, he's talking about. He's talking about taking advantage of heavenly things. He's talking about living a heavenly kind of life. Heaven is on earth. Do you get what I'm talking about? <laughs> I know that people are talking about the third heavens. I think that there's a fourth heaven. <laughs> is that not true? It should be a, the fourth heaven. And we, we are the first heaven here. Oh, yeah. Heaven is on earth. As long as the Christian is on this earth, heaven is on earth. Is that not true? So that's why he's talking about the created in the image of him. That created him. In, in Romans chapter 8, when he begins to explain about the Christian, for those he foreknew, he also called. I don't want to go into that scripture. One day I, will deal, I want to deal with it in a particular way. It says he's called us to be conformed to the image of his dear son. To be conformed, to be made like, to be make fashioned onto the image of his dear son. What an unselfish God. Do you know what it means for God to, 
to, to share whatever he ate and he has with us. Look at men. They can't even share the small things they have with other men. As huge as God is. Is that not true? He decides to bring himself in a way that we will understand. And make everyone a partaker of him in his son. Think about it. We have a responsibility. We have a very big responsibility. And we will fulfill it. Tell me you are ready to fulfill some kind of responsibility. And I've put on the new man. Which is renewed in knowledge. Now, let's come to the knowledge. That's not powerful. So every Christian must hear this truth until we put this microphone on the floor and say we are going to heaven. Every Christian must hear this truth. How do you, what do you guys think? And every Christian must be determined to demonstrate the heaven life on this earth and the heavenly way of doing things. No wonder when we pray, we pray the way we pray. And we make decrees. And we make declarations. A life of command. A life of the miraculous. Change! <laughs> uh, I didn't hear change to that one too. Shout glory. glory. Is that not strange? Yeah, that's Jesus. That's Jesus. That's Jesus. If Jesus was to step on this earth again and he's doing some miracles, oh, no wonder he's Jesus. No, oh, no wonder he's Jesus. Is that Jesus? Oh, no wonder he's Jesus. Do you know what I'm talking about? Very soon they'll say, oh, it's not anything strange. They are from WCN. <laughs> Some from WCN. From WCN. I'm in the image of Christ. See, that's why I tell you, study the scriptures. You listen to, it's not that you're listening to the messages. When you open the Bible again, think about these things. Every day, I think. Sometimes I'm holding my phone watching something else. I put the phone down again and fold my begin to think. This, 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 this is what Christ is talking about telling me. And then you are asking yourself, what should I be doing by this time? Don't you understand? Oh. Supernatural. Say supernatural. Living like Christ. In the image of Christ. So I'm fearfully made. I'm fearfully made. <laughs> Verses renewed in the image, in, renewed in knowledge after the image of him that created him. So it says the new man is renewed in knowledge. That means that after you are made in the image of Christ, you are born again, that new man, that new spirit requires knowledge. It says that new man is renewed. It's revitalized. It doesn't mean that that new man doesn't have energy. He's talking with some kind of nourishment that, that, that vitalizes a person. Nourishment. Spiritual nourishment. Giving spiritual nutrients to get that new man to grow. He's talking with also regards to, he wants us to enlighten the new man. He is light. He is born again. But we are now showing him from scriptures. We are doing what? 
We are, that is what Jesus did. That's what Jesus did what? Did. So Jesus was born, the son of God, the son of the highest. But he had to enlighten his spirit, the new man. You do get what I said? Jesus did it. The child grew in wisdom. Until at, at age 12, he went to church and started arguing with some senior members under the law. And was arguing and all that. And they were like, what kind of strange child is this? See, he's talking about an enlightenment of the human spirit. Renovating the human spirit. Adding more knowledge. Letting the human spirit learn of himself. Because that is where we are missing it. We are born again, but our human spirit has not learned who he is. So he is unable to function, even though the Holy Ghost is inside of us also. He is unable to function. But it says that we renew the new man, or we enlighten the new man, or we keep revitalizing the new man with nourishment of the word. We nourish this new man with the word of God. And that is not just every word of God. It's not what? Every word of God. It's about the knowledge. After the knowledge, renew the knowledge after the image. So the knowledge that concerns Christ, there is a special kind of knowledge for the new man. That is the knowledge that concerns Christ. Because the whole Bible talks about God. Do you get what I'm talking about? So it is not just a general knowledge of God. So Paul talks about, oh, what scripture is that? So powerful, powerful scripture that every time I say I will share, I don't share. We are looking for it. But it talks about the knowledge of God, of his Christ, and of his church. See, once he talks about the knowledge of Christ, he's, he's telling us that the God who runs throughout the scriptures, once he talks the knowledge of Christ, he's talking about the God who runs throughout the scriptures revealed. That is the knowledge of the revealed God. Or the knowledge of the God who has revealed himself. Did you hear what I said? If you hear that child, glory. So it's not just any knowledge. Why? Because the whole scriptures talks about God. But not everything in the scriptures imparts the knowledge of Christ. Did you hear what I said? Not everything in the Bible impacts the knowledge of Christ. Because it's not every... Do you get what I'm talking about? Or you have gone on break? If you are here, shout glory. Why? Because it's not everything written about God that is fully explainable. Throughout the Bible. <laughs> Did you hear what I said? Yeah. It's not everything. It is the presence of Christ that explains God. So if we don't distinguish between this, and we just think that everything in the Bible is something that really explains God to us, we'll make a mistake. We can read about God in the Old Testament. 
We can read about God in the pre-Old Testament and all of that. But we can only understand God through the knowledge of Christ. Because Christ is God revealed. Meaning that there were dispensations that God was concealed. Did you get what I'm talking about? There were dispensations or certain times where God was concealed. That nobody could know who this God or talk about this God the way we do now. But once he brought Christ, he brought Christ as a revelation of himself. God came in the flesh. Is that not true? So when he's talking about a particular, that's why I said there's a special, did you catch what I said on the knowledge? So there's, there's a special kind of knowledge for the new man to be equipped with, see, to grow, to be built up with, to be enlightened with. You can't enlighten the, the new man on certain things, even though it's in the Bible. If you hear what I said, shout glory. glory. I said, if you heard what I said, shout glory. glory. Yes. So it tells us that this renewed in knowledge after the image of him that created him. The knowledge of Christ. The knowledge of Christ, the knowledge that concerns the revealed God. So that's why Paul kept on praying those prayers for the church. Ephesians chapter 1, Colossians, Philippians. You see him praying all throughout the epistles. Why was he praying that prayer? He was praying a, spe- a particular kind of prayer that we don't pray today. Do you get what I'm talking about? Why did he pray that prayers? Because until the, the church realizes or recognizes that there's a particular kind of knowledge reserved for the new man. The church will be reading the whole scriptures, the whole Bible, and all of that, and come to nothing. And leave the new man wanting, unable to function. No wonder says it's under tutelage under the time, the appointed time. Under tutors and governors. So when he talks about the knowledge of Christ, the knowledge that, that concerns God who has revealed himself. Do, do you understand what I'm talking about? That's a knowledge, a revelation concerning the God who has now revealed himself. That's the knowledge of Christ. There was a time that God had not revealed himself. He was concealed. And nobody could explain him. I think I've talked about that over and over. Until Christ came. When Christ came, Christ was and is the unveiling of God to man. You see, the exposure of God. Christ is, this is me, God. You've wanted to know me. I'm here. You want to know me. You want to touch me. I am here. You want to understand me? This is how to understand me. This is what I do. This is how I think. This is how I do my things. That is Christ. So to us who are born again, he wants us to acquire knowledge. The new man acquiring knowledge of the God revealed. Unfortunately, many churches have specialized see, in, the, in that part of the scriptures that God was concealed. So, they are still relating with God as a hidden person. 
Is that not strange? They are still, to them, they are still relating to the hidden God. <laughs> we are re- relating with the revealed God. Is that not powerful? Shout glory. Who caught what I just said there? That's the, that's the knowledge of Christ. The knowledge of God's will. Paul talks about Colossians chapter 1. Colossians chapter 1 says that the, the God of our Lord will give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation. The knowledge of Him. Since the eyes of your understanding being enlightened. Why does he say that? The eyes of your understanding being enlightened. He's talking about the eyes of the human spirit. When the human spirit is born again, the new man in Christ is receiving knowledge of himself. Like we do in this church every time. Then he is being enlightened. This is who I am. I'm not an ordinary person. I'm just like Jesus. I can do what Christ can do. I speak like this. I walk in love. I'm the nature of God. I'm the righteousness of God. Did you hear what I'm talking about? There are Christians who are still thinking that when they get to heaven that they will now understand God. And now know his real nature. They will now know his real character. But Jesus said it differently. He said, if you have seen me, you have seen the Father. Now in the epistle, he says, if you have seen the Christian, you have seen me. I thought I'd hear glory to that. So the new man must know what the character of God is. He is born in the character of God. But he must know that character. That's love. He must know that nature, righteousness. I didn't hear that you shout glory to that. These are things the new man must know. By us exposing our spirits to such truths. So if we refuse to let you know that you must expose the new man, your spirit, to these truths. If we refuse to tell you, then your growth will be stunted. Is that not true? Stunted growth. And unable to do anything. The Christian who is just there. No wonder many Christians are still looking up to God. They are still what? They are still looking up to God. Some of us are pressing in God. We are doing what? We are thinking like God. We are looking at it. We look at it and say, what will God do if he's standing here? I'm standing here. I have to do the same. <laughs> Shout glory to that. I'm just laughing on the top of on the head of ignorance. Is that not powerful? Who caught what I just said there? Is that not enough for you this this evening? It's enough. No wonder Peter says that. What? Grow in grace. That's second Peter chapter three verse eighteen, right? Grow in grace and in the knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. Is that what he says? In the knowledge of the Lord, grow in grace and in the knowledge. Why would Paul always talk about knowledge? Grow in grace and in the knowledge for Savior and Lord Jesus Christ. Oh, so I'm growing in knowledge. I'm exposing my human spirit to knowledge. I'm exposing. That is, that's what meditation is all about. When you sit down and you think about this thing, created in the image, I'm born in the image of Christ. I'm born in the image of Christ. How can cancer kill me? 
I'm born in the image of Christ. How can I just be sitting down? I'm born in you. You, you are all champions. <laughs> when God looks at you, He says, Jesus, you don't have to step there. They are, they are already here. As long as they are here, they do what you do. Oh, unfortunately, we are unable because we've not been trained like that. Imagine we're trained like this from Sunday school. There are times where we're learning rhymes and twinkle, twinkle, little stars. We're learning things like this. Is that not strange? You're just hearing truth. You're not an ordinary child. You are born in the image of Christ. You look like Christ. The power of God is in your spirit. You walk in love. Oh, by this time we'll be doing a lot of great things. But is it too late? It's never too late. I've said before that as long as the story has not ended, we are still here. Once the rapture has not taken place, you don't have any problem. We are here. I say, I'm here, I'm here, I'm here. When the man of God was challenged and they, they, they challenged the man and they said, not even God can stop us. And the man of God said, God must not come and stop you. That's what I'm talking about. It's not a special grace. If this is an understanding you must have. But all of us must be like that. Did you hear what I'm talking about? When they say, not even God can give you that job. Because God can, must not give me the job. I am here. I'm here in his stead. Is that not true? I'm here. So why should God waste his own time? He should be sleeping. I'm here. Let us see what will happen. <laughs> uh, uh, so I have the final say. Say, devil, I have the final say. Look at it. It's a situation I have the final say. I'm born again. I'm not ordinary. I'm in the image of Christ. I can do what Christ can do. In fact, I'm born to do that. I'm born to do good works. For we are His workmanship. It says, created in Christ Jesus. Created in Christ Jesus. I'm not just created. There are people who were just created by God. We are created in Christ. We are created in a person, in a place. Christ is a person in a place. Is that not true? So wherever we move, Christ is there. I love this truth. This is the truth the church needs. This is the truth the church needs. To walk in victory. Whatsoever is born of God, not whatsoever goes to church. Or whatsoever's name is written in the book. You know what it says? So whatsoever is born of God. When you enter the forest and you see the, 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 the kid of a lion, you know where it's coming from. Is that not true? Even when a huge antelope sees that kid, he begins to run away. It's, 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 a family, it's a family member. Don't you understand? He does his makeup. Is that not true? That's his makeup. So as he's learning from the parents what to do, he's learning small, small. He begins to hunt all the trees in the, the bush. It's true or false? That's the same. 
We are born children of God. We are as big as our father is. It's not a brag. Maybe they are just talking big, big. Why should we, we should talk small. Have you seen an elephant that says I'm like an ant before? You can't talk small. We talk the word of God. We, we speak the word of God. We speak the truth of God's word. We are building up our spirits. We are renewing the new man to take over. It says whatever is born of God overcomes the world. Overcomes the world. What is in the world? Corruption. What is in the world? Losses. What is in the world? Healing and sickness. That's how I overcome the corruption in the world. I said, we are looking for that one day where we just cook our food and put it down. No fridge. And it's just there. We have subdued corruption. No decay. That's a display of rightness. It's a display of righteousness. It's a display of what? It's a display of rightness. We have to, why? The scripture is having escaped the corruption that is the world. Oh, sometimes when I see certain scriptures, I feel like walking in the air. <laughs> is that not true? Second Peter, check out Second Peter. Let me show you that scripture. I think I mentioned it every time. Let me let me close with that scripture. Is that not powerful? Should I say that I'll close earlier? I don't want to make sure I follow my time. Is that not true? Say follow, sir, follow, sir, follow, sir. I'm just blessed. I'm I'm blessed to be called to teach these truths. I'm just that alone is enough for me. Is that not true? We are teaching these truths. And we are coming with full force. So I'm coming with full force. Second Peter chapter one, I think. Speak in tongues forever. Speak in tongues. Speak in tongues. Mante te coporondo sita. Mante coporoco. What am I even looking for? Malagadosh. Just speak in tongues. Kata ta 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 pasa. Zite te 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 takahasa. Ito to 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 koposo. Let's start somewhere from verse 2. Oh, I had a lot of scriptures to this effect. Come on, shout glory. Grace and peace be multiplied unto you through the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. Is that not powerful? Thank God, verse 3. Is that not powerful? <laughs> According as his divine power has given unto us all things that concerns eternal life and, the, and godliness, the God kind of life. Godliness. Piety, reverence. says, through the knowledge of him. Have you seen that again? That has called us to glory and called us to virtue. Verse, verse 4. Whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises. That by, I wish I could teach this thing. Whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises. So powerful. So powerful. Some people read and say, oh, He has given us exceeding great and precious. That's what, not what he's talking about. Since we've been called unto, unto virtue. By which, why? Because Peter was speaking as a Jewish pastor. 
Do you know a Jewish pastor? The Jews had the promises of Christ. Remember, Peter said it again that the prophets were inquiring and trying to find out when they were prophesying and talking about. So they had been given the promise concerning Christ. No wonder those guys went to John the Baptist and asked him, are you the Messiah? Why were they asking him? Because they had promises of the Messiah. So it says, by which are given unto us, talking like a Jew with them. This is, this is teaching, this is not teaching. With a kind of understanding like a Jew who has received promises. It says, we are partakers of the divine nature. Is that what it says? And we've been, no, 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 go back to verse 3. According to his divine power has given unto us all things that concerns life and concerns godliness. Through the knowledge he has given, he's talking. He says, he has given unto us everything that concerns life, eternal life, and godliness. Through the knowledge of him that has called us to glory and virtue. Call on. Whereby? By which? So we are called to glory, to virtue, and all of that. He says, by which are given unto us. It is by this, or by, it's because of this call that we receive promises ahead of time. Oh, you didn't hear what I said. What did it Peter was speaking to the Jews? And he told them, says, repent. For this promise, this thing, this promise was for you and for your children. That was Peter speaking in the book of Acts. Because they understood the coming of Christ as a promise to them. They were, the Gentiles didn't know any Christ anywhere. <laughs> they were just having their Baal gods and what gods. All those gods over there. Paul calls them damned idols. So whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious for those. So that's what that is that that mentality is that understanding that Peter is picking from. He's not saying that God has given us promises. Because God can't give us promise. <laughs> Why? Because all the promises are yea and amen in Christ Jesus. That is to say that all the promises that were given have been fulfilled. In Christ. There are Christians who still are living under promises. God, you promised me. You remember you promised me. Your word promises us. I've said before, I said in the New Testament, the word of God, anywhere you read it from, is a provision. The difference is not in the writing. The difference is in the recipient. The Old Testament man sees the word as a promise. The New Testament man sees the word as a reality. <laughs> it has been made real. Has it been made real? We are the reality of those promises. Are we not the reality? So what Abraham was looking at is us. Christ and us. What the prophets were prophesying and inquiring and trying to find out, as Peter says, is also about us. The day of salvation. We are in that day of salvation. You hear what I said there? I said the last time, I said the angels are learning from us. And we have distorted the truth. So they are learning from our distorted truth. By this time, they are fighting among themselves. Is that not true? They say, ah, this is what this man did. want to say, this is what this man did. Ah, but where are they reading from? Ah. When they watch WCN, they said, let's follow WCN, let's follow WCN. Whereby are giving unto us exceeding great and precious promises that by these, he might be partakers of the divine nature. Then it says, having escaped the corruption that is in the world 
corruption. It's talking about death. You know, death has not been destroyed. But death has been subdued for the Christian. So when it talks about corruption, it's talking about the ability for, of things to decay. Did you go talking about the ability of your body to house a particular sickness? That's what he's talking. He looks at everything. Ah, no. Oh. Say, I'm a new building. Say, I'm a new building. So when it talks about corruption in the world, there's corruption in the world. It's not talking about government corruption. It's talking about distraction. The ability for something to spoil. Did you hear what I'm talking about? So when I meditate on some of the things I've taught on spiritual death, how sin brought spiritual death and sickness and all that, and how Peter talks about his, 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 who himself took our, our sicknesses, our, our, what, our sins, and by whose stripes we were healed. I look at all those scriptures, something, in fact, my whole mind, one of these days, eh? <laughs> come on, shout glory. I begin to wonder, because you see, the, the word of God is like God's mind. So you say, this is God's mind, though. Do you understand? Oh. Having escaped, do you see the construction there? Having escaped the corruption, have we escaped then? Yes, sir. So why are we not subduing the corruption? So which is renewed in knowledge. After the image of him, that created him. Says the new man is renewed in knowledge after the image of him that did what? I created him. Come on, shout glory. Who caught what I said? Every time I see this scripture, I shake my head. Not the divine nature even that shakes me. It's powerful. Partakers of God's divine nature. We are, I'm a partaker. I'm a sharer in God's divine, God's nature. The God kind of nature. We are sharers. It says because we are serious of that, we have escaped. Not we are trying to escape. We will escape. In heaven there will be no more tears. We will escape. <laughs> uh, says, what about now? It says we have escaped. What have we escaped? It says, the corruption that is in the world. The corruption that is in the world. It's talking about those sins. It's talking about those sicknesses and diseases. It's talking about the ability of something to spoil. Oh. The church must rise up. What do you think? The church is rising from WCN. Shout glory. Is that not powerful? Who has heard something this evening? So maybe we'll close with this one. Do you want more? Yes, sir. Ah. I said, do you want more? Yes, sir. Your yes, sir is looking for uh, what? Second Corinthians chapter 3, verse 18. <laughs> mm-hmm. See, I'm not an ordinary person. I am not an ordinary person. I'm born again. I'm born again. I am the image of Christ. No wonder Jesus says, if you have seen me, you have seen the Father. Say, Philip! I've been with you all these years and you're telling me, show me the Father. Is that what he said? All these years I've been working with you, he said, show me the Father. Then he says, if you have seen me, you have seen the Father. Does it mean there was no Father in heaven? There was. 
<laughs> it wasn't in the voice of the father that spoke from heaven and said, this is my beloved son. Hear ye him. He says, this is my beloved son in whom I'm, I'm well pleased. But Jesus said, if you have seen me, you have seen the father. Why? Because Jesus was the express image of the father. You see that in Hebrews chapter 1. The brightness of the, the express image, the express image or the express person of God. The outshining of his glory. The brightness of his glory. Oh, the church of Jesus Christ. Come on, shout glory. But we all, with unveiled face, beholding us in a glass, the glory of the Lord. Says we are changed into the same image. We are what? We are, they say we are renewed over there. Then this one, it says that we are changed. We all, with open face. Before then, he was telling us uh, Moses had covered his face. So the Israelites could not see through the law. They were dealing with the Moses that had covered his face. They couldn't see the glory. Is that not powerful? God, God is so powerful. The scriptures are so powerful. Then he says, but we all, with unveiled face, beholding us in a glass. So we are looking into the word of God like we are doing right now. We are looking into the word of God. Are we looking into it? To the knowledge of Christ. We are looking. We are beholding. We are seeing. Just like a person looks at his face in a mirror. We are looking at our faces in the book. The book is the mirror. And we are looking at our faces in the book. Yes, as we look at our faces in the book, as we see into the book, I am created in the image of Christ. That's what I've seen. It says, I am changed. Where is the changes in our spirits? The new man is changed. That's what he's talking about when he talks about renew, to renovate, to, to add up to, in knowledge. This is what I'm talking about. Just we are changed into the same image that we are seeing, the same image. How many Christians have never been changed into the same image because they are not seeing? They are not looking. They don't have the time to. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Since we are changed into the same image from glory to glory to glory to glory Hallelujah. even as by the Spirit of God. So we are metamorphosed. That's the word. To, to transform. To move. To change in state. From one state to another state. From glory to glory. So the glory of your new man may be different from the glory of my new man. Did you get what I'm talking about? That means that my glory may be different from your glory. These are big things. Where some people are now saying, Father, you know, you don't share your glory with any man. Look at where he has brought us to. (laughs) <laughs> it's even brought us to a place where we are even changing in glory. Oh, that's what makes the difference in heaven. <laughs> Not only on this earth. You see a human spirit in heaven now, and you compare to another person's human spirit who has departed to heaven, you see there is a difference in glory. 
<laughs> you didn't catch that. I shouted glory. glory. That's the difference. Change from glory to glory. even by the Spirit of God. The Spirit of the Lord is changing the new man in, from glory to glory based on what that person is beholding. So there are people who are at one level of glory. They are just there. They've been there for a long time. Why? They are beholding nothing. Come on, shout glory to that. So I'm being metamorphosed. I'm being changed. Into the same image. The exact thing that I see. What am I seeing? What am I seeing? Is that not strange? What is the spirit of God seeing? What level of glory am I in now? How much have I been changed in image? How much? Or how far? Which one do you want? How far or how much? Come <laughs> shout glory. Even as by the Spirit of the Lord. No wonder. Paul, when he wrote in Hebrews, he wrote, he wrote, he entered Melchizedek. He shook his head. Shook his head. So we've entered into Melchizedek. Take us to Hebrews and let me close with that one. Is this my powerful scripture? Let me give you certain scriptures. When I preach, when I preach ordinarily, I don't get satisfied. So let me just preach and satisfy myself. And then we go home. Come on, shout glory. But I'm closing with this one. <laughs> Hebrews chapter 5 from verse 10. Let me close. Come on, shout glory. I say, give me a wave and shout glory. So I'm not an ordinary person. I'm the salt of this earth. Say, I'm the salt of this earth. I am the light of this world. <laughs> Come on, shout glory. Today in the morning when I woke up and I was singing, I was going to look for some food to eat and I started singing. What do you guys think? Yeah. Our fasting is coming on. Ah. Life. Ah. I started singing. Wotima kumamu. Wotima kumamu. Wotima kumamu. Oh, Jesus. I just started singing. I said, why do we sing? Brahma kumamu, Brahma kumamu. Is that not true? Come into my heart. Come into my heart. Lord Jesus. They are in the shadow. Are they not in the shadow? And the shadow of the Almighty. We are in the image of the Almighty. We are the image of the Almighty. I started singing and I said, wow, wow, wow. And it, that shows you where the church has been. The church has been. This is a song for those who are now wanting to get born again. It's an altar call. It's an altar call song. But you that are born again, you can't sing that song. When you sing, it means that you are repudiating your confession. You said Jesus is the Lord of your life and it's in your heart. Then you say that he should come again. 
Then when you go and evangelism, you go and say, Behold, the Bible says, Behold, I stand at the door of your heart and I knock. And if you shall open, is that not what we say? If you shall open, I will come in. Have you opened? No, the question is, have you yourself talking? Have you opened? So he has come in. So if you know he has come in, you are also saying that, come in again. If you come to do what? <laughs> you see, you, you, these things affect the way you think and talk. I'll lift up my eyes onto the hills. Then you have changed that. So I'll lift up my eyes into my spirit. That is where my help is. He is there. His name is the comforter. The helper. You see the differences? We don't say these things for sharing sake. So that in your own privacy, there are changes you make yourself. There are things you hear and say, no, 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 no. It's not true. It's not talking about us. The church has made it like it's talking about it. It's not talking about us. There are a lot of songs that makes it look like we are, up, even up to now, we are apart from Jesus. We are apart from Jesus. But we are one. We are one. In fact, that oneness, he made it so. That is grace. He made it so. He prayed like that. That's one of the uh, Presbyterian, uh, what do you call it? Pray, uh, scriptures. In John 17. He prayed like that, that they all may be one. But we pray those prayers and we forget what he actually meant. But thank God for the Holy Ghost. And thank God for the word of God that is unveiled. It says we all, how many of us? With open face. So when people are saying, when I read the scriptures, I don't even understand what he's talking about. When I read the scriptures, Papa, I don't even know what all the scriptures are talking about. Says, we all, you have not prayed Ephesians 1 enough. Is that not true? The spirit of wisdom and revelation, the knowledge of Christ, you've not prayed that enough. Because there's we all with unveiled face. The veil is taken off. Is that not what he said? It says, where the spirit of the Lord is, there is, there is liberty. There is liberty. I, I think I taught that many years ago. Eh? Taught that many years ago. Liberty. So where the, and the Lord is that spirit. And where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Many people think they are in bondages. So he's talking about where the spirit of God is, free you from bondage. That is access. License. Where the spirit of the Lord is, there is license into the word. License into truths. And the Spirit of God shall guide you into all truths. Is that what Jesus said? So where he is, where is he? He is in you. He has granted you license into truths, into the word. You wake up with some scripture. You wake up with some rema. You wake up with some logos. You wake up with all kinds of things. You wake up and then you stretch yourself. I'm not an ordinary person. Malagadosh. The Son of God has woken up. I'm in this world to make an impact. The world is waiting for my manifestation. Is that what it says? Yes, they are waiting for the manifestation of sons like us. It says matured sons. And we are maturing. So I'm maturing. Come on, shout glory. Called of God and high priest after the order of Melchizedek. Continue. When he started talking about Melchizedek, says, of whom we have many things to say. No wonder when I preached last week on Melchizedek, I couldn't continue again. <laughs> I had to preach it through the Spirit. 
Today I was like, Charlie, I didn't even finish this message, but it's okay. Court of God and high priest. Of whom we have, of Melchizedek, we have many things to say. And hard to be uttered. Hard to be uttered. See, this is not the first time the scripture says that Jesus said the same concerning the disciples. Jesus said, I have many things to share with you. He was talking to the disciples. But he knew where they were at that time. They were not born again. The Holy Ghost had not yet been given. They were not born again. So I have many things to share with you. He says, but you cannot bear them now. It means you cannot handle them now. He says, I have things to share, but you can't handle these things. But when the Holy Ghost comes, then Paul, after all his teachings, he starts teaching Hebrews chapter 1, Hebrews chapter 2. He reaches Melchizedek. He said, no, of whom we have many things to say and hard to be uttered. So there are things that we say that are hard to be uttered. Is that not true? They see that you are dull of hearing. You don't have the ability to grasp these truths. You are dull of hearing. Continue. Let me close with this. For when for the time you ought to be teachers, since you have need that one teach you again, which be the first principle, what teach you again, the first principles of the oracles of God. And have become such as have need of milk and not of strong meat. For when for the time you ought to be teachers. Is that not powerful? Let me close with this one. Give me TPT of the first scripture we raised. And then we close with that. If you have, just open TPT, TPT, the passion. Today when I read it, I really loved it, but I didn't want to use it as a teaching. That's Colossians chapter what? 3 verse 10. Quickly and then we close with it. Come on, shout glory. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Sometimes you speak in tongues and you just shout. You do what? You shout. Do you have the translation? Just give me the microphone and let him read it. Whoever is ready. Who is ready? From the back or from the front? Come on, shout glory. glory. And then we close. Uh-huh. Colossians chapter 3. Let's give the Lord a shout of glory. Glory. Say glory. Glory. Say glory. Glory. Say glory. Glory. Shout of glory. Is that not true? Yes, sir. Say that you are giving shouts of glory or shouts of grace. Say grace. 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 Maladoko satalabando. Uh-huh. You can sit down. You can sit down. Don't worry. Okay. Thank you, sir. Mm-hmm. Colossians chapter 3, mm-hmm. verse 10. Mm-hmm. For you have acquired new creation life. For you have acquired new creation life. Uh-huh. Which is continually being renewed into the likeness of the one who created you. Which is continually being renewed into the likeness of the what? Of the one who created you. Of the one who created you. Uh-huh. Giving you the full revelation of God. Giving you the full revelation of God. Continue verse 11. Is there 11 there? Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. In this new creation life. In this new creation life. Mm-hmm. Your nationality makes no difference. Your nationality makes no difference. Nor your ethnicity. Nor your ethnicity. Education. Education. Nor economic status. Oh, is that not, power- is that not powerful? It's too powerful, sir. Nor economic status, uh-huh. 
They matter nothing. They matter nothing. For it is Christ that means everything as he lives in every one of us. It's Christ that means everything as he lives in every one of us. Give the Lord a shout of glory to God. Hallelujah. Bow down your heads in prayer. Father, we thank you for this word. Just speak in tongues for two minutes. Thank you for your word. Thank you for the understanding of scriptures. We bless your name. There is none like you. We love you, Jesus. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for this word. We thank you for your word. We thank you for what you have made us in you. Thank you, we are your image, the exact copy of your person. And we are full of you. We love you, Jesus, for your unselfish love. We love you, Jesus, for your faithfulness. We love you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Ghost, for your work at at work in our spirits. For it is you that is at work in our spirits. We thank you that the eyes of our understanding have been enlightened. That we are being renewed in knowledge. In the name of Jesus, we are being changed into the same image that we are seeing from glory to glory by the Holy Ghost. We are growing, we are maturing, and we are doing miracles. We are living for you. We are manifesting your glory in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. Shall we all share the grace together? The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit is with us now and forevermore. Amen. Glory. So thank you all for joining. We are taking our offerings and then we are leaving. Come on, shout glory. Shout hallelujah. Our, we have programs coming up. Tomorrow.